Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org friendshipwithgod.org or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Okay, now if you turn please in your Bible to John chapter 19. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of the skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side one and Jesus in the midst. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. And it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. So as we come to this passage now, we're back, we're in Jerusalem. And we see the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's carrying his cross, and he's walking up a hill And the side of the hill looks like a skull. And in verse 17, the place is called the place of the skull. It's called in the Hebrew, Golgotha, or Calvary, which is the medical term for skull. And there he's crucified in verse 18 with two others. And then we read in verse 19, Pilate has a message. We thought he was finished. But no, Pilate has a message now for everyone to read that he wants to be put over his cross. So we read, Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. There's so much to what Pilate wrote when it says, Pilate wrote a title. What's remarkable here is that Pilate didn't even really realize what he was writing. So we could put in front of that part where it says, and Pilate wrote a title, we could plug in there without knowing it, Pilate wrote a title. Pilate did write a title, and what a title it was, the king of the Jews. But for Pilate, what was in his mind? For Pilate, this was a stinging title of revenge to the Jews who had humiliated him by accusing him of not being a friend of Caesar's unless he crucified the Lord Jesus. Pilate had no idea how deeply important that title was, the king of the Jews. All Pilate meant to say by that title was, there you go, you Jews. This is your king. 
I've nailed your great king on his throne. Your king's throne is a cross. Then what does that make you, Jews, a people of a crucified king? That's all he had in his mind. Let's consider what Pilate did without knowing it versus what he thought he did with that title. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, King of the Jews, had just declared God's announcement to the world that Jesus is king. He had just made this public declaration of what was said in Psalm 2, verses 6, verse 6 through 12. But in Psalm 2, verse 6, God says, Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. God set his king there. He was nailed to a cross, yes, but God set his king nailed to a cross on Calvary. Calvary, God's holy hill of Zion. But Pilate thought that he was announcing with this title that he's not a king. Without knowing it, Pilate had his hand held by God when he wrote that, wrote those words, the king of the Jews. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title of the king of the Jews, had just preached the gospel of hope through the Lord Jesus who died for the sins of the world. See, Pilate thought he was declaring with his title, there's no hope. There's no hope in following a man who's dead, but just the opposite. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, King of the Jews, had just declared Jesus as Lord. Philippians, he had declared what everyone is going to say from Philippians 2.10 through 11. Philippians 2.10 through 11 says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. He writes Jesus of Nazareth. Every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But Pilate thought he was declaring with his title that Jesus was not Lord, but he wasn't thinking of the resurrection. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, King of the Jews, had just been used by God to display the Lord Jesus as he is described in Luke 2.32. Luke 2.32, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel a lighthouse to give light for the Gentiles to come to and the glory of thy people Israel. He didn't know. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title of the king of the Jews, had just shown Israel their glory. This is the glory of Israel. It's a king on a cross dying for their sins and the sins of the world. But Pilate thought that he was displaying with his title that Jesus was an extinguished light and a shame to God's people Israel. But he didn't know. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, King of the Jews, had just declared the majestic, the magnificent, loving care of King Jesus. But Pilate thought that he was showing the failure of Jesus to care for his people Without knowing it, Pilate thought that through his title, King of the Jews, he had just declared the victory of King Jesus over sin and death and the devil. He didn't know he was doing that. He was declaring with that title the victory 
over sin and death and the devil. He thought he was declaring his defeat, but he was actually declaring his victory. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, the King of the Jews, had just declared the foundation of the kingdom, the foundation of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the foundation of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ? It's belief that he died for sins. And so he is declaring with this title the foundation for his kingdom. But he thought that he was declaring the dissolution of his kingdom. It's finished. He is dead. He is gone. He didn't know. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, King of the Jews, had just declared the strength of the king. What strength? The strength to lay down his life on his own. The strength to endure all of the beatings and the sufferings and the torture, the torturous death on the cross. And he's declaring there with that title, this is the strength of the king. He's persevered all through the death and he's finished the atonement. But Pilate thought he was declaring his weakness to not accomplish anything but just to die. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, the king of the Jews, had just declared the Lord's authority to judge all men based on whether or not they accepted his death for their sins or they rejected his death for their sins. They accepted the payment for their sins or they rejected the payment for his sins. That was declared in the title, the king of the Jews. But Pilate thought he was declaring with his title that Pilate had the real power over life and death and had the authority. Without knowing it, Pilate, through his title, King of the Jews, had just delivered God's challenge to all men. He just delivered God's challenge to all men, where every man now has to respond to the claim. King of the Jews. He's King of the Jews. Might as well be a part at the bottom that says, yes, no, for you. you know? <laughs> Pilate's title demanded a response from every man. And really, there was only three possible responses to this, 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 this challenge. King of the Jews, for you, yes, no. The three are, those are the three responses that the Lord spoke to the church of Laodicea when he said in Revelation 3.16, so then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Lukewarm, what's that? Indifferent, it's indifferent. You know, it's the attitude, oh, I'm so bored with the subject, I don't even think I, I want to give an answer to whether Jesus is Lord or not. That's indifference. Cold, what's cold? Cold, jeering, mocking, as they did in Matthew 27, 41. Likewise also, the chief priests mocking him and the scribes and elders said, eh, he saved others himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God that uh, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. That's cold. That's jeering. That's mocking. Or hot. What's that? Acknowledging him saying, that's God. That's God. Who did that? The thief. That one thief in Luke 23, 38. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. 
And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. He's cold. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds? But this man hath done nothing amiss, pure spotless Lamb of God. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. You know, that title, the King of the Jews, that's a challenge to us. That's a challenge to us. What is our response to the title, King Jesus? Is it lukewarm? We're here in this church today. Is it lukewarm? Is it just to say, well, that's nice too. Dude, that was an entertaining sermon today, but it's not going to change me. Or is it cold? I don't really believe he was God dying for my sins. I don't buy that. Or is it hot? I'll live for him who died for me. How happy then my life shall be. I'll live for him who died for me, my Savior and my God. So the question really becomes to us today, as we look at that title, King of the Jews, what will we write? What would we write on the cross, over the cross? Would we write the word, my? Would we say, this is Jesus, my Savior? Would we say, this is Jesus, my King? But Pilate thought that he was declaring with his title, there's no questions, there's no open questions anymore. It's finished, it's done, King of the Jews, forget about it. Without knowing it, Pilate threw his title, King of the Jews, and not King of Israel. It's very interesting. He didn't say King of Israel. He said King of the Jews. He didn't know what he was writing when he wrote King of the Jews versus King of Israel. What's the difference? The Lord becomes King on an individual by individual basis. One person at a time, he said in Isaiah, I will gather you one by one, not a group, not en masse, like the nation of Israel, but Jew by Jew, one Jew, then another Jew. He is king of the Jews by individual choice, not king of Israel, as it was written. He didn't write king of Israel. He is king of Israel, but he didn't write king of Israel. So Pilate thought, he thought, he was declaring with his title king of the Jews over a dead man that he's the king of no person. He's dead. See, Pilate's sign that he wrote there, he had one thing in mind, God had a totally different thing in mind. That shows how great thou art. But Pilate's title was read by many people, as it says in verse 20. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh to the city. It was written in Hebrew and, and Greek and Latin. And remember, this time in Jerusalem was a special time. It's the time right now. This was Passover time, when all the male Jews from all over Israel, they came to Jerusalem, and so many Jews read it because they were there. That shows God wanted his message that Jesus was king of the Jews to be read by, as it says, many Jews. God made sure that his message, the king of the Jews, was available to all. Why? Because the sign was not complicated to understand. You know, it wasn't like a full Westminster catechism written up there. You know, it was just simple. King of the Jews, dying man. What's the message? The king of the Jews has died for others. The king of the Jews has died for me. Not complicated to understand. Then, 
nigh to the city. God wanted his message, the king of the Jews, to be not far from the city, not far off. So he placed the cross near the city, nigh to the city. And God made his, this title nigh to the city because God wanted his message to be nigh to the Jews, near to the Jews. That's why at Israel Restoration Ministries, we specialize in chutzpah because we get right in the face and we use the method of knocking on the doors because we bring the gospel nigh to the Jews by delivering it to their doors. Then we see in verse 19 that it was written not only in Hebrew, but it was also written in Greek and Latin. Writing in these different languages that Pilate did, that was the government's way to issue a notice for all people, everyone. The message for all the world to read is that Jesus is the king of the Jews. When Pilate wrote in the major languages there that Jesus was the king of the Jews, without knowing it, Pilate was telling the world, if you want to come to God, you come to the God of the Jews. If you want to read God's book, you read the book written by Jews. If you want to see who God is like, then you look at the Messiah of the Jews. Then Pilate wrote in the world's major languages that Jesus is king of the Jews without knowing it, he was telling the world, John 4, you worship, you know not what. For we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. When Pilate wrote in those major languages that Jesus was king of the Jews, without knowing it, Pilate was telling the world, the Jews have a future. The Jews have a big future in bringing to the world God's salvation. But he thought, he thought totally the opposite. Pilate thought that this title was declaring a dead king is a people that have no future. No future for the Jews, especially brings salvation to the world. I mean, their king is dead. See, when Pilate wrote in these world languages here that Jesus was king of the Jews, without knowing it, he was telling the world, God is reaching out from the Jews the Jews are God's arm to the world to be saved from their sins. He's the king of the Jews who died for your sins. But Pilate thought he was telling the world through the title that the Jews have nothing to offer the world. When Pilate wrote in these major languages here that Jesus was king of the Jews without knowing it, he was saying the Lord Jesus was dying for the sins of others. Even as the, the soldier said, that was a righteous man we just killed. And then the, uh, the thief on the cross said, this man's, man's done nothing amiss. So he's done nothing amiss, and he's, and he's a righteous man. Why is he dying? He's dying for others. As Daniel 9.26 says, Daniel 9.26, after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. But Pilate thought he was declaring the Lord's crime. That's what they did when they put those signs up there. This is why he's being crucified. This is his crime. This is the reason for his death totally oblivious to what he was doing. When Pilate wrote the king of the Jews in the world's major languages there, without knowing it, he was telling the world that with a king to die for the world, a king of the Jews to die for the world, the Jews have a special relationship with God. As Moses told Pharaoh, when he stood there, he says, you know, by the way, the people that you have enslaved there, let me tell you about them. God says, thou shalt say unto, in Exodus 4.22, Thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. That's my son you got there building your pyramids. But Pilate thought 
that through this title here that he wrote, that he was declaring that God had no special relationship to the Jews to let their king be crucified. After all, how could God let the king of the Jews be treated like that if they had a special relationship with him? That was his thinking. Then in verse 21, the Jews protested. They commanded Pilate, change the title. They don't ask, they command. He said he was king of the Jews. They keep on commanding. They commanded him to crucify him. Now they command him to change. Well, Pilate loves this. So in verse 22, Pilate refuses and says, what I have written, I have written. What do you mean by that? I said it. I meant it. It stands. Without knowing it, Pilate refused to change the title. He was declaring no one can change the facts. No one can change the facts that Jesus is the king of the Jews. No one can change the facts that the Jews have turned their king Jesus over to the Romans to be crucified. No one can change the facts that King Jesus died for their sins. And no one can change the facts that no one can get out of his grasp as the judge of all men. When Abraham and Isaac walked up that hill together, Isaac has this question, this just question that tugs at your heart and, and it's so tender in Genesis 22:7. When Isaac said to Abraham, where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Thousands of years later, Isaac's questions was answered in John 1:29 when John the Baptist says, here he is, behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Where is the lamb on Mount Moriah? John the Baptist, right here. Takes a little time, takes some thousands of years, but it still comes. Behold the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. There was a question. There was an answer. Where? Here. When we read in the beginning of the Gospels here, he leaves the world and he's born and wise men come and they got a question. Where is he that's born king of the Jews? Where is the king of the Jews? And then it takes Pilate. Here he is, right here. This is the king of the Jews. Ask Herod, where is he that's born king of the Jews? Where is the king of the Jews? Pilate says he's right here. He's right here on a cross. He's on a cross? Yes, he's on a cross. He's on a cross? Yeah. What is it? Where is he that's born king of the Jews? So they will come to worship him. He's on a cross. What's the message? Look unto me, all ye ends of the world, earth, all ye ends of the earth, and be ye saved. I am the Savior, there is none else. That's the message that Pilate brought when he put that sign up there. This is the king of the Jews. That's the message for us this morning. As we come to communion, we worship him as the king of the Jews. We worship him as our king. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that that title was put over his cross, the King of the Jews. Not that he said, I am the King of the Jews. Quite the contrary, Lord, that you said, I will set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. Thank you, Lord, for being so great. In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God, 
Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional verse. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. Or you can write Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711-330, P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California. That's S-A-N-T-E-E, Santee, California, 92071. Or you can email Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org, Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Join Tom Cantor, Ray Comfort, Dr. Michael Brown at the Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference happening in San Diego on Friday evening, February 9th and Saturday morning, February 10th at the Creation Museum in Santee, California. Learn from great Bible teachers like radio host Tom Cantor from Friendship with God, as well as world-renowned Jewish evangelist Ray Comfort, radio host Dr. Michael Brown, director of Jews for Jesus Israel Dan Sered, Friends of Israel field director Steve Herzig, Pastor Leo Giovanetti, and many others. Cost for this two-day conference is only $25, which covers all speakers, food, and materials. So register today to hear Tom Cantor, Ray Comfort, Dr. Michael Brown, Jews for Jesus, and Friends of Israel on how we can reach the lost people of America and Israel on February 9th and 10th. Call us at 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at reachisrael.com, reachisrael.com.